This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, we're holding in the Pasuk Yedatur Um The word Yedativ is kind of, the defies a bit translation. The Pasuk Yudches Yudtes says, it's page 138 in the, uh, um, on the Yisrael Torah. The Pesach says, Ki says, I know him. It doesn't mean I know that he will. Ki is usually used um, when somebody is your acquaintance. Modo'ai means my friend, acquaintance, because he's somebody that I know well, and someone who's known to me. Ki means I sort of like befriended him. But it's not clear exactly how to define it. So the Rebbe Chayyid speaks about it. The word Yedatev Loshon Gedula Omalev. Yedatev means to recognize someone, not in the sense of, oh, I recognize you, Yankee Beryl, but we would like to recognize so-and-so, you know, for his accomplishments. Miloshon Ma'odom Vateda Ehu. What's man that you've recognized him? Ve'oi Yeh Loshon Hashkocha. Or Yedatev can also mean a Kaddish Baruch who has Hashkoch on him. Ki Yediyas Hashem Yisbarach HaSa'odom Hiyashkochasavay. When we say that Kaddish Baruch Hu, a place of Pasuk, Vayeda Elohim, by Mitzrayim. It says that Kaddish Baruch Hu heard it's not Kosom, Son Vayeda Elohim, a Kaddish Baruch Hu now knew, meaning a Kaddish Baruch Hu implemented some sort of reaction. Uksama Ki Yedatev, so every person has a hashkacha, but the level of hashkacha to someone who's a tzaddik is extraordinary. says, On humanity, you have both a klolistic and paristic hashkacha. So you have two types of ashkachas. We have ashkacha that is there um, in full force, and that is true by Adam, where Akadosh Baruch Hu specifically reacts to the specifics, and there's ashkacha on the min as a whole. We've seen this in quite a few places. There's actually a safer that someone is putting out, named Rabbi Leibowitz, I think he's a Rabbi Shalabim, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I just, I was uh, privy to look at the manuscript before he published it. And he goes through, it deals specifically with Hashkacha Pats and Kolos, it deals specifically with two issues that they're focus on. And he does go through different shitas and yanim. Um, you know, it's a big Indian. Um, some people disagreed with it, agreed with it, and he tries to sort of um, show how different sheets can hold the same thing. But at any rate, Rabbi Rebbechaye here says that Akarishpaz Ashkoch is clawless on, uh, on all people and, uh, and, and not protest. But Ashkoch are protest on Minod Nechashechalakim. In terms of Ashkoch are protest on Minodam, we have two Chalakim. Ashkoch are boiled called Protemaisa Machshavaisov. So the word Ashkoch has two meanings. And I think, I, I honestly think that many of the misunderstandings and misconceptions about hashkacha are the result of mixing up those two words. One is hashkacha 
meaning HaKadosh Baruch Hu, knowing, being aware, and one is Ashkacha HaKadosh Baruch Hu, intervening and doing things that show that he's aware. So he says, um, in, in Ashkacha Pratim, you have two parts. You have the knowledge of the Pratim, to know all the Pratim but who saves him from things that happen, ain't there's a norm in the world, and there's a normal halach, and normal people suffer that. And for tzaddikim, Hakadosh Baruch intervenes in ways that are extraordinary. Now, um, I want to add a few points to this. This is one of the, the main sheets, the, the, the Rambam. In, in, in the Rambam, there's the, the, um, the uh, Ramban, there's a Chinuch. Um, they all seem to say the same idea. I want to go back to something in, the, in, in what he's saying. He says, in Mina Adam, Hashkafa Pratis means Kashkafa knows all the details of the Maitim Hashavas. It is part of our belief, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kail HaKoyl V'Koylom Yochad and Kol Yochol, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows where different ants are at different times. There is nothing that is in any way um, withheld from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, and that's a given for us. But what we mean to say is, is there any significance to it? Um, it, it, let's take an example. Um, you have a huge corporation that's run by um, a very, very bright group of people. Now, let's say their trucks, let's say they start, let's take two events. Let's focus on two events of this company. One is um, they produce, they've begun to sell things to Walmart with a great discount. The second thing is that their trucks deliver stuff to Walmart on Tuesday afternoons. Now, obviously both of these are there for a reason. The first one, the, doing, the giving a steep discount, um, let's assume that there's a strategic point in it. They want to corner the market, push everybody else out, take the loss in it, but then there's no, there's no cheap supplier, and then they can jack up the price and so on and so forth. Delivering the stuff on Tuesday afternoon to Walmart is simply because since most Walmart stores are located in places like X, Y, or Z, it is most convenient for the trucks to park there. That's not a strategic, it's, it's a logistic, operational type of decision. It's a decision and it, and it has a reason for it, but, but, but it's of a different nature than the reason why they're doing business with Walmart at such a steep discount. The... Um, the the Akadosh Baruch Hu's hashgacha on balechayim, Akadosh Baruch Hu's automatic knowledge of where the ant is has no significance or ramifications in anything. Um, 
it's, it's, the ant is there as part of the ecological system that makes the earth viable for human beings. So ants, I don't know, they dig a lot of earth, um, they, 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 they help aerate the soil, they provide their food for some other animal who does something else, and so on and so forth. That's all operational. It's not strategic in that sense. It just simply, so of course, a Kodesh who knows everything, but that's, that's meaningless to us. And that knowledge of Kodesh is part of his, you know, being called Yochum. It doesn't really make any difference. The knowledge of Adam is because Adam is accountable for his maizim. And a person doesn't do anything without it being registered as significant. Why did you take extra time to get to this place when this place is supposed to be there? Why this? Why that? And so on. So that's one point, that when he speaks about that Adam, Ashkochel, by Leda, Kalpatim, Maisel, Shoysov, it doesn't mean simply the registration that, yes, I got Ashkochel, where was Yankel on Tuesday morning? He tells you, but where was Daisy the cow? He, he gives you a blank look and doesn't know where what. That's, that's silly. That's not uh, part of our understanding of where he went to Ashkochel. But what is important is where Daisy the cow was on Monday morning has no significance, period. So that means it, it doesn't register anywhere. It's not, it's not of... Of uh, the, it, it's it's not of the significance of the talks of the world. What Adam was doing on Wednesday morning is significant. One, a second point, he says it as if it's tzaddikim and uh, and not tzaddikim as far as Ashkochem goes. I would like to stretch a little further, and the Rambam or the says it clearly, and I think that's what he means. It's not an either or proposition. Yes, tzaddik, full Ashkochem, no tzaddik, no. There's a curve of how much is a Kaddish Baruch who's, um, how, how much is a Kaddish Baruch who involved with, um, with the person's life, at, or how much will he, will he circumvent nature to take care of the person. The Raman says that it depends on the general level of the person and how dovish he was in a particular time to, to this, that, or the other. Um, in general, I think it's also a good guide for a person's sense of Ashkoch Pratis. We have extraordinary events that happen to us. We have different events. A person, I guess there's no other way than just a healthy intuition. Um, a person needs to take stock of himself. You know, am I so chashev that not finding the sweater this morning was, was an earth-shaking event? Um, the, the, uh, and, and uh, you know, and how extraordinary was this event? It needs, a person needs to live with a sense of balance between the two. I saw a very cute story. I, 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 it's, it's, I, it's, somebody heard a story. There's a story about the Chaznish, that the Chaznish had a cat that followed him around for two weeks, and people wanted to chase it away, and the Chaznish said, don't chase it away. There's a reason why the cat's following me. didn't say more than that. And then the cat disappeared, and that's that. And, you know, I guess the assumption was some sort of Gilgal needs a ticker, and so on and so forth. Somebody of Nebrak um, knew the story, read the story. A while later, a cat began following him. Or at least he thought it followed him, I don't know. And so he went to Chaim Kanievsky and he said, in light of the story, what's the meaning of the cat following me? And Chaim Kanievsky, in his classic laconic uh, answer, said, if you're a Chazanish, it's very meaningful. If not, not. Like, yes, if you're a Madrega Chazanish, then events like that are very, very significant. And obviously there's great meaning to it. But, uh, by the way, once we're talking about things with meaning and being able to look at things as shkoch or not, I want to talk about the story that I was there. Um, 
I, I was so hooked to be a neighbor of Chacham Hillel, of Chacham Yaakov Hillel, for many years. He lived downstairs on the third floor. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very big person. Sai, he's a huge Talmud Chacham in Nikola and in Nister. So he's a Ishgadl. He's done tremendous things for the Sephardi community. Very, very, very big person. Um, he had a large family. And uh, he was very, he was involved with his stuff. And his wife, took, he wrote, took care of their family. Um, one day, one of their kids, their second boy, Shimon, if I remember, was running in, in Israel. There's these little tenders that take you on buses. He was on with a bus to the Cheder. And there's a busy street, Shlonovi Street, between where we live in Azabira to where the bus stop was. He ran across the street, Middle Street, in order to catch the bus. A car hit him, killed him on the spot. His father was in America at the time, fundraising. And he was called back. It was a very, very tragic. Guy. He must have been an eight-year-old, nine-year-old boy. He was, he was a, uh, a, a, a young boy. And when they were sitting shiva, um, I was there being with Ahmadul, and someone came and asked him, like, what's the meaning of this? And the person I was, was expecting an answer along the lines of Pikabola, like a special klipa was after him, or a sultan, or something like that. And, he's, and he answered, the meaning of this is if they take care of your kids and make sure that you cross the street with them and that there's somebody watching them and very, very, um, very down to earth. Uh, it's very powerful because of, you know, it's, I, I think the person who asked him meant well, but um, he, he was reinforcing the sense that you start with Pshat. You only go on to say it once you finish with Pshat. So, um, okay. The... Um, by the way, I guess once we're this, we'll, we'll, we'll trade another story. There was, um, you know, Echsidim see great Hashkoch and different things and so forth. So, again, I, I, don't, I, don't vouch, I don't vouch for the veracity of this story, but uh, it's really a good story. Um, there was an old man, like a 95-year-old man, who made some nasty remarks about the Belzerebbe. Um, that winter... He caught a cold, the cold went into pneumonia, and he died. So the Chassidim said, that's what you get for speaking, for sliding the covet of the Belzer Rebbe. So some Nisnagid was there, and he said, that's crazy. A 95-year-old man catching a cold and a pneumonia in a winter, in a cold winter, and dying, that's, well, what do you, I mean, that's, that's, no. So the person said, listen, if I wouldn't have known the story to Belzer Rebbe, so I, do, I wouldn't have a better pshat, and I would say a dochak and say the pshat that you said. But now that I have clear pshat, why would I say a dochak like that about being an old man and 95 and pneumonia and cold and stuff like that? Okay. Um, the next one is Rabbeinu Bechaya also. It says, L'man ashe yitzave esbonav espeisei achrov. Because of Rabbeinu Bechaya also, Rabbeinu Bechaya says, Nasu divrei ha'ovos v'kabolo. What the others gave over to us, Bikabala, is, it's something that's not written, is like the Torah that's written. Umikana Talomit, Kia Mishnah, she's by Goddess of Zlubanim. The Mishnah, which is really sort of a, a, a Mesoras that's been written down, it wasn't given written, but it's, it's really a frozen Mesoras out there. It has the same power as that which is written. 
שרי, עשרת הדיברס נישום פי הגבורה ונכתוב פי הנובי, ושר אותו נכתוב פי הנובי. וכשם שאין הפש בין המצווה שאין בשמי ובין המצווה שאין בכסיבו, כך אין הפש של המצווה שאין בכסיבו ובין המצווה שאין בכסיבו, שהכל שווין עד כאן. So Rabbein Hanal says that that which we, that we, in, in, in other words, in the, in the very foundation of Kal Yisrael, the need to, to listen to Messiris um, to Baal is, is equivalent to Teresh to, HaBiksav. And, and, and the Pasuk says, L'manashi Yitzavetz, whatever it says, Achro. He's going to be instructing his children and his and his family to do the right things. So his instructions and his diburim are on that level. Um, it's it's it, it, now it, it applies in a very specific way to Torah Shabbat Peh versus That's one thing that's correct. But I think this also applies in a more broad way, in the following way. Um, there is in every halacha and, and everything and, and in the clothes of halacha there are the things that are written and then there's the unwritten sense of how things are, what things are and so on. Um, they are binding. In other words, following Torah means that I follow the letter of the law and as best as I can the spirit that was handed down. The problem is obviously that the spirit is much trickier. It's something which is, um, you know, what exactly is time-specific, location-specific, what exactly is Lavdavka, not, not easy to um, pinpoint it, and it's also much harder to enforce it. When you tell people it's a Sif and Mishnabura, so people will grumble, but if, if, if it says so, it says so, that's that. But if you tell people, you know, I, I, it just, it's just veering way off of the Ruach Advarim, it's much harder. There's an added difficulty, which I think I, I, I need to stress. Um, there's, Rav Henkin's Ruach was from the great Paiskim in America. He was a, a huge Paisik and a very big tzaddik and so on. He, his first rabbinic position was in the Kafkaz Mountains. That's in Russia, I don't know, it's like 1,300 kilometers east of Moscow. Um, it's a Sephardi. Bukharims are not from there, but it's, there's something similar. And there are Sephardi-type communities, isolated from the rest of the world, um, very traditional, very positive about wanting to be religious, very, very big Amaratsin. <clears throat> and very, very fanatic about keeping them in Hagen. And he writes that in some in Hagen that they had were beautiful in Hagen, in other words, with the Ruach HaTorah and precious, but a lot of them were rank Amaratsis that he needed to uproot and, and he met tremendous difficulty. Two of those were as follows. One of them was they... Um, they, when, when a chassan kala got engaged, he, um, the chassan would give her a great gift in front of a crowd of people and say, from now on, you're my wife. Um, and he would call a wife, but he, if, if they dissolved it, if they never got married, they wouldn't bother to give a gift. 
Now, th- this is very, very dangerous in halakhically, giving her money in front of people and saying, you're my wife, it's dangerous because what Kedushin is. Um, yes, I'm sure we can, at the end of the event, we can finally mount it, but he, he, he tried very hard to, to cancel that. I mean, they wouldn't, they refused to do it. It's a Merikadosh. He also found that, you know, they were very, very superstitious and, you know, had, had a lot of all sorts of superstitious and hugging, but he found once during a plague, they go to the forest and sacrifice birds to a tree stump. And, um, you know, and, and the, as much as he tried to dissuade them and tell them, you know, you're running into Pathlavodazari, he couldn't uh, possibly dissuade them. It was very, very, um, very difficult. So, uh, so there's a problem. Things that are written and specific, it's easy to check. Minhagim are things, you know, that um, they're, they're the ruach of it, and sometimes they're possibly as important or more important than the letter law, but, but it's the, 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 the propensity for straying with it and ending up with minhagish tus is much greater. Okay, let's see one more piece. It says over here, Why, why, was these, why were these are very so terrible? The reason why the, the, the din was nigma is because they despised stocker. And they wouldn't, they disregarded the poor people and the, their community members that were dying of hunger. Says, this is the sin of stoim. It, it was fat, content, quiet, you know, tranquil, and they wouldn't help a poor man. Um, now, why is it that they were punished so severely? This was a constant part of life. Charity is something that's that's innate to every nation. rebelled against that. They were There was no mitzvah. Hine had stokum and I mitzvah some muscolis. Stokum is a self-evident mitzvah. Vidova mituavu, shir odom esmina mutlubara. It's something disgusting that a person see a fellow human being hungry. Vuhu ashiv asavir mikol toiv, and he's fat and full with everything. Vene merachmal of lachashiv esnafshay, and he has no rachmanus on him. Alachas kam vekam al mishu mo mosay, certainly someone who's of his own nation, but there are many achas. First of all, we see that there's a concept of a universal ethics. Things that Akharish Baruch Hu, it's not, if I can give a marshal, um, contemporary marshal, a person's basic brain and approach to life 
is the hardwiring. Torah is software. Some mitzvahs, many, many mitzvahs, are only there in the software. It sits in tefillin and, and, and all sorts of inyani kedusha and chukim and so on. That's the software. But the hardware of a person should be rachmanis on someone who's suffering, who's hungry. And if the, if the software program is, is, is a problematic, you can fix it. If the hardware is problematic, you have to recycle it. It's nothing to do with it. Um, the software is, 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 you can fix. You don't have to destroy the computer if the problem is the software. You can, you can reformat it. If it's in the hardware, there's nothing to do about it. A person who is be'etzim, cruel and apathetic to suffering is a broken machine. It's not human. And therefore, there's no hope for him. But it's interesting. The first thing is there are things that you can demand common decency. When we say that, that the Torah say it or not, if the Torah contravenes it, um, then, then it's wrong. But, but things that are self-evident, um, they don't need to find a sif and shaharah for Torah. That's what the Rebbe Chayah says. One. The second point I, I'd like to discuss and even though I like, don't like to get into politics, but I'll upon him, you know, we have two parties in America, Republicans, Democrats, which argue about the concept of welfare and so on. Now, I'm not, uh, you know, um, I don't want to go into any policy. I don't, I don't think neither are tzaddikim and so on. There, there are two ways in which to present these arguments. One is the government is not the best agent to help poor people. The government squanders tons of money, wrong place, wrong time, ineffectively, inefficiently, and so on and so forth. That's an argument that we can buy with, from a target point of view. It's, it's either right or wrong, but the argument at least is, is valid from a target point of view. There's another argument. It's not the government's business to help sick or poor people. Um, if somebody feels like helping them, it's their choice. Somebody feels like going to the opera, goes to the opera. Somebody feels like giving charity, gives charity. That, I think, goes against the grain of, of what we're talking about. Stone as a society. In other words, Amer uh, the American people are a society. At the level of being a society, how do we express our care and concern for the millions of people that can't get medical attention? That 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 uh, there's no no that they have a heart attack, there's no place to go to. That if they, that are going to sleep hungry, that the kids are growing up on the streets. Um, now I, I don't which of the solutions work and who should implement the solutions. Um, that I that I recognize the the solution. But the question of whether or not we're obligated to find a solution. If, 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 the, if, if the American society has a semblance of that needs to be part of its mentality. How do we take care of the weakest of our society? How, you know, and and, and uh, what do we do with it? If, if the argument is that the government, well, there's, there's no other expression of the people. Um, if the government, meaning the society of Americans, does not care, it itself is, stomach is full, even even people who are, who are kind of at the low end of the middle class, they, they, their stomach is, is full, they have a roof over their head. Why shouldn't they worry about someone else has nothing? Um, I, I think that that's the Torah in, in, of, of, um, of the perspective on it. 
society needs to care about its um, it's it's hungry, it's sick, it's weak, and much thought should be given on how to do it effectively. Of course, the, the, you, you can the own money may not be resting, but but using money and time and effort and feeling responsibility, that's a very instinctive what it says here. Okay.